This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome D-Tex Smith and Steve Mix. You are now entering the Megacast. Dead! Migs, we're back. We're alive. We are. We survived Mark Rabier. <laughs> that was an awesome show. Incredible show. Yeah. And it was fun just being out with people. It was weird. It was. I mean, in a good way. Like, I'm not complaining. Like, it was like, oh, this is terrible weird. It was just, this is surreal. We're surrounded by people again. We're at a bar again. Shout yeah. out to Hooverville. Yeah. Daniel. Uh, Daniel. And the and the, the line. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, so we show up. So we go see Mark Rubier, uh, the I'm a Flamingo guy. And I thought we did a, we had a good idea, good plan set. We pre-funked at your place. We went to a bar by your house. What was the name of that bar? What is KJ's or RJ's? Something. Something, something yeah. like that. Uh, what was the name of our bartender? Sergio? Uh, Regis. Regis. Yeah. Sir- I don't know why I went with Sergio. I just, he said it like three times. By the way, this dude is like, I, he's probably younger than I am, black dude. He looks nothing like Regis Philman. But like the third time he said it to me in my head, I was like, Regis. But just remember Regis Philman. Final answer. Right. He's a big Notre Dame guy. Oh my God. I'm like going to Sergio. Right, so it seemed like a good idea. Like we pop over there. Yeah. Like, you know me, I have a couple drinks. We get, we, we get a, some, a bite to eat. We're yeah. gonna, we had a, a shot that I haven't had in since like forever in honor of your oh, buddy. Yeah. Right. For, uh, for Looney. Right. We yeah. had a, we had an Irish car bomb. Yes. <laughs> Which I completely forgot. We, got. we came in hot. I completely forgot about that. And then, right. So we, and I'm, cause I remember looking at Steve like, man, I had two beers. I feel pretty buzzy. He's like, dude, we had that shot, dude. I was like, yep. Yep. That got me going in a good way. Right. So it seems like a good idea. He'll take the stage around nine. Mm-hmm. We'll show up there. Well, forgot how shows work. Uh, everybody showed up at the same exact time. Everybody, I think, had the exact same idea. Doors opened at seven. Show started at eight. We knew there was an opener. So like, let's just wait it out. I'm not, I'm not going to be heartbroken if we even miss a song of his. Like, let's go toward closer to nine than seven. And then we go show up, line down the block because they had to do vaccine checks. And ID checks and just ticket checks. So and it's security, like, right. It just right. takes a while. And then we go to Hooverville instead, which was brilliant. We just yeah. crossed the street so we could watch the line dwindle as we have way too many drinks. And then I, uh, the, the bartender was Justin. I think he even said, like, he's like, yeah, if you showed up at seven, you would have got in no problem. And I was like, oh my gosh. Everybody the bartender at Hooverville. Yeah. Daniel. Daniel. Sorry. Yeah. My bad. Uh, Daniel. Daniel said, like, oh, if you would have showed up right around seven, you would have gotten no problem. There was no line. It yeah. was everybody did what we did and waited till the last second thinking we we were outsmarting everybody. But in fact, we were all outsmarting each other. We timed it out so bad that when we walked into Hooverville, it was relatively empty. But then people are just flowing in. Because I literally you couldn't see the end of the damn line. No. And full disclosure, Steve and I have gone out a lot to show box venues. Yes. So frankly, 
a lot of times we could just kind of like say what's up to somebody. And we knew a lot of people that worked at these places. Yeah, yeah. but the pandemic, the staff has changed. I was like, oh, we got to wait this entire line. Right. And we got masks on. Next thing you know, you're pulling your mask down. They're going to freak out. Like, no, it's me. Help me out. Don't you know who I am? We did finally see a few dudes we knew, but yeah. Yeah, so we get... Well, I should just say that. Like, I had personal friends that worked at the show box for years, and it's just like, oh yeah, they're not here. I can't just be like, hey dude, can you sleep me in? Yeah, we got tickets. Not looking for a freebie. Just don't want to wait in that line. (laughs) But oh man, that line took forever. So we finally get in. The show just started, I think, when we walked in. And we, of course, just straight to the back bar, and then straight to the top bar, at Showbox Soto, and I mean, I maybe saw him, physically saw him on stage for maybe about a minute, and the rest of the time was just us talking and drinking. And yeah, really I'm enjoying the music. Yeah, like, right, everybody was dancing. You're a little taller, so I thought maybe you could see him. Didn't I see couldn't him. see him. I mean, oh, the no. crowd was so, but I couldn't see him when we were on the floor. No. So I thought going up to the bar would help, and I was no, like, no, it didn't. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> but it was funny, like, I ran into some people, shocking, we ran into people we knew at that show, oh, and great. everybody's in robes. Except for us. I know. I was like, we're the only two guys not in ropes. Yeah. It was awesome, man. They put on a great show. And it was, like you said, it was just, it was pretty awesome to be around people again. And people were vibing. Yes. Like, I mean, I I get it. A lot of people haven't been out. It's a, it's a, a DJ. So that's more of a dance crowd. But I was looking around at one point, like we were grooving. I was like, man, everybody in here is dancing. Everyone's having a good time. I I did not witness any douchebaggery. No. You know what I mean? And I figured as much. Like, I don't think he really attracts that kind of an audience. Like, if there might be like douchey people that know his stuff because they've seen stuff online, but they don't know it well enough to know his name and know that he's playing at the show box. Yeah. You have to be kind of a weirdo like us to be like, oh, he's at the show box. We got to get tickets. Yeah. And like, even I went outside to smoke a little weed and like, like I was talking to a couple that some girl came over in like a robe and lingerie. And she's just like, can I stand here with you guys? We were like, yeah. She's like, sorry, I'm just, I'm barely dressed. It's cold out. I just don't want to, any weirdos talking to me. We're like, no, no, no. Hang out with us. You're Where fine. Where the weirdos? Yeah. Get to talk to you. So that's what I'm saying. Like, right. I almost wanted to be like, you're right. Cause we're down here on the street. But also I want to be like, also, I, yeah. this crowd's pretty. Like, I don't think anybody's going to be like weird with you. Right. And you're a block away from the strip club. So that also adds to like, you know, probably like, oh, maybe someone walking by thinks I'm at the wrong place. I definitely thought there were strippers at Hooverville. Then I realized, like, no, women are just wearing robes. Because a lot of times in Washington, if you hang out at a bar by a strip club, you'll see strippers come in in their robes. And I gave one 40 bucks for a dance, and she smacked me. It was crazy. No, I'm that kidding. was I'm, weird. See, do not do that. I'm He's kidding. kidding. I'm joking. Do not do that kind of No. <laughs> that would be so weird. Imagine if I did that. Oh. Like, how would you handle that as a friend? Like, if my friend, if I'm hanging out, all of a sudden whipped out 40 bucks and did that, I'd be like, what are you doing? Oh, that would be, yeah. I, I probably would just be like, look, he has been drinking. Yeah, he's on timeout. Yeah, like, he, I, I apologize. You know, just take a 20, call it good. No dance needed. Yeah. I mean, show us a nip. Oh, no, I didn't even mean that. I'm sorry. Smack him again, and then I, I apologize. And please tell your boyfriend not to punch us. <laughs> oh, no, great time. Great meeting people that were yeah. there. Also funny, though, when we were at the bar before... Uh, we went down to Mark Rabia, uh, the Regis, our bartender. We're yeah. telling him where we were going, and we tell him, and he's just like, "Yeah, I never heard of this guy." And we start explaining who he is. It took what, like, a good six, seven minutes of his explaining. Yes, we did talk that passionately about Mark Rabia for about that long, and then it finally clicked with him, and, he's, and he was so mad that he was missing the show. Yeah, he was like, "No." Like that that's, t- that's tonight. We were like, yeah, and he's like, all right, now I'm legit jealous. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't want to talk to us for the rest of the right. night. Like, right, right. That was fun. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, 
That bar, I, I like that little bar that's close to my neighborhood, and I like the bartender. It used to be a, a Packers bar. It did. That's what he was saying. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad it's not anymore. Yeah. We would have never stepped foot in that place. No. And we continued the trend of purchasing ice cream ahead of a night out getting wasted and not eating a lick of that ice cream. Correct. Yes. It's gone now. Good. I'm glad it got used. Well, I woke up Sunday morning and my freezer is just a little bit cracked. Mm -hmm. So my buddy slept on my couch. He's like, why why were you in your freezer last night? I look over the trash can. I was like, oh, the ice cream cookie got eaten. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. We go to a convenience store. I grab ice cream cookie, a frozen Twix. Yeah. And you have like a 12 pack of beer. Right. And we're just like getting this for after the night of drinking. And the, the guy that was at the place was just like, you guys are weird. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think I drank a beer out of that 12 pack. Yeah. I had like a half a beer. Yeah. All right. Because I woke the next day. I was like, man, there's only two beers out of here. Good thing I got it. <laughs> yeah. I always do that, man. We need to put like alerts on our phone. Like enjoy your ice cream. Yeah, eat, or we eat just that got microwavable pizza that Ted had in his refrigerator. Yeah, right. Well, I think right if we if we go out on a Saturday and we have a Sunday in time to chill, there's stuff yeah. to do. But right, like I we I had to like get, we had to, you had to go home. I had to like go to work, so it wasn't like we had all day to sit around. Like last time we hung out, we watched the Seahawks game. So then it was like ordered Red Robin, right? So it was like all right, we got those milkshakes in there. Let's just defrost them and actually drink them. It was such a whirlwind of weirdness because you're right, like. We, we meet up on a Tuesday, go yeah. and party, have a great time. I have the next day off. You still have to work. Yeah. But like we didn't go to bed until like 1, 2 in the morning. It was late. Yeah. And got up, I don't know, like 7, 8 o'clock in the morning. I was going to say, it was like 8.30. Yeah. Was I, it it might have been a little. I probably woke up to pee a couple times. But I mean, yeah. I actually got off the couch and, and got moving around 8 o'clock. You're right. <laughs> Good times. And then I had to like, finish the rest of the week of work. The things we do, man, we're it, fighters. If it wasn't for him, wouldn't have done that. Yeah, but it was just we were so obsessed with that guy during the uh, pandemic, and like you got those tickets, like all right, we gotta go. Yeah, I mean, it's not like and look. Uh, I mean, I'm excited that Tool's coming back, but I looked on my calendar, and it's like it's a Tuesday, Tuesday night. night, not going. No, I don't, I, and I love Tool. I've seen him enough to feel okay with missing the next time. I'm with you. I've seen him three times. So I'm like, all right, yeah. But I was, uh, that was the first thing I looked. I'm like Tool's coming Tuesday night. No. Thursday, maybe. Well, that's why I was always so annoyed with the Timberlake thing a couple of years ago. Because I had those tickets. Joe, Joe was coming with me. Yep. We both agreed to take the next day off. Yep. yep. We had booked a hotel room right next to the Tacoma Dome. And then, yeah, he canceled. It was like, all right. Yeah, we had the tickets and the day off as well. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Mother effers. Yeah. Still haven't listened to Timberlake since. Oh, I have. Okay, maybe me too. But not as much. <laughs> Tech Talks, starring the Tech Smith. Today, Steve. Yes. Take opportunities. Ooh. You know what I mean? Somebody offers you something. It could be something simple. You got a random buddy that's like, hey, let's go on a hike. Maybe you don't go hiking much. Maybe you don't like it. Go hiking. You know what I mean? Yes. Or, or you have a new friend that you just know through Twitter and they reach out. They say, come hang out with us. Go hang out with them. You know what I mean? Like, look, Slide into their DMs. Yeah. It's not a... <laughs> It's not always going to work out and be awesome, uh-huh. but sometimes it's just fun to kind of mix it up a little bit and go, you know, basically last weekend, a, a, a very nice a, a friend was like, that I know through Twitter was like, hey, we have a tailgate. And I was like, maybe I'll come by. And like her and her husband and their whole crew, they were so awesome. And I was like, <laughs> like, I didn't want to actually go see my friends I know. I was yeah. like, I just kind of want to stay here with these guys at tailgate. Yeah. I hope those friends don't listen. 
What's that? Those friends that you didn't want to go see aren't listening. Right well, now. I went and saw them. It's, oh, begrudgingly. <laughs> you know what I mean. I know. It was fun, though. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny. That's your TED Talk because, I mean, I lived it last week. All right. About taking an opportunity. Because uh, we haven't talked since, well, we talked, obviously, at Mark Rabia, but we didn't really go into depth about it. But uh, last week, I, did, I tried out to be the emergency backup goalie for your Seattle oh, Kraken. Oh, yeah. And that was all about... I'll try and I don't want to like bore you with this, but I'll I'll give you like kind of like a condensed version. It was like one of the most mind F moments that I've had in a while of like really tapping into a lot of insecurities and, 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 and following basically your Ted talk, not knowing it was your Ted talk and taking an opportunity. So I knew that some people suggested that I should like, like I have a buddy heavy D uh, you know, heavy. Yeah, of course. He told me he was giving my name and my information to the Kraken, as well as his and some other goalies, because they asked him for, because he does goalie coaching, hey, can you give us a list of some goalies that you think would be good for our emergency backup list? So if you don't know in hockey, what you have is three goalies typically that are on the squad that, that you can use. If all three at some point get hurt, injured, two of them dress, but let's just say all three are not able to play the game, they have somebody in the stands that knows how to play goalie that's their emergency goalie. And he could be the goalie for either the, the Kraken or the opposing team. And it's happened before where this has actually gone on, where crazy things like a couple of injuries have happened during a game. Emergency goalie has to come in and play. It's insane. Didn't and the Rangers put in like their Zamboni driver once or something? That was a Toronto used right. the, their Zamboni driver played for Carolina and beat them. All right. Yeah. yeah. He's rocking a Toronto Maple Leafs mask and he beat them. It was amazing. David Ayers. So... They have to have these. You can have multiple people, but like the Kraken decided instead of just being like, who, uh, it's a who you know game, they really wanted to bring in some goalies and do a tryout. And it was an invite only kind of a thing. So I knew I kind of had a vibe that I might be getting a call, but I, you never know. No. I go play hockey on Friday a couple weeks ago. I get off the ice. I got a, a voicemail from a lady by the name of Alexandra, who's part of like the GM crew of the Seattle Kraken. She's part of like the analytics and she's a, Pretty important person with the Kraken, and, and some people believe is potentially going to be the first ever female GM at some point. Like, all right, cool, brilliant mind. Voicemail from her, and I'm and it says, "Hey, want to see if you want to? I got your name and your info. Want to see if you want to be come out for the tryouts?" My heart sank. I was just like, "I don't deserve this." You know what I mean? Like, I'm not good enough. Yeah. Do I really want to do this? What is that environment going to be like? Am I going to make a giant ass of myself? So within seconds, I said, I'm just going to call her back and say, hey, because I, I knew it was going to happen on a Monday night, she said. I was going to be like, I can't make it, but thanks. I appreciate it, but I can't. I'm going to have to say no. And so I'm thinking about this. I told my buddy Jay, you know, Jay Mac. He's yeah, like, of course. You're doing it, right? I'm like, ah. he's like, you'd be an idiot not to. I'm yeah, like, you got to. I told my wife and I'm talking to Sid about it. And I'm like, ah. And she's like, I'm like, I don't want to be gone because I, I, crazy night the next night with Mark Rubier. Uh, busy weekend because I was going to Spokane. I'm like, I don't want to be away from home that many nights. Like, I try not to do back-to-back nights. And she's just like, no, you have to do this. Like, that's... Yeah. This is a... You're being asked to try out for your favorite hockey team. like For a pro team. Right. I was like, oh. Well, NHL team because there's a lot of pro teams. Right, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, this is insane. So I call her back and I'm like, hey, Steve. I was like... Uh, First of all, no, I call her back. She already knows it's me. So I'm like, oh, wow, my number must be in her caller ID now. <laughs> like, I thought that was kind of funny. And it was the weirdest conversation because I thought I'm going into this that is because of the referral that Heavy gave me. Right. So, be it. so she's like, yeah, I just wanted to invite you. Apparently, Jerry Bruckheimer, our owner, wanted to make sure that you got invited to try out. 
Jerry Bruckheimer, yeah. the Hollywood. Right, makes some of the biggest movies ever made. Right. We had him in a couple of years ago, joked about this. He remembered it. So now you have to go. So now I'm like, the I owner of the team puts you on a list. So, Ted, legitimately, I look at my, like, I did that whole hand off, phone off my ear and stared at the phone, like, as if it's going to, like, tell me I'm being punked. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, you have got to be freaking kidding me. So I was like, and I, I was like, uh, yeah, we had him on our show. I was like, I didn't even know how to respond to that. Like, I'm like, yeah, the owner, Jerry, he better have invited me. Like, he promised me. So, and then she said, look, just, you got to be here at this time. I was like, is there anything I need to know? She's like, no, it's super informal. I'm just going to go through a couple of little drills, have a scrimmage, and that's it. So as soon as I got off the phone, I was like, now I'm like, yeah, all right. And I texted one of my buddies, uh, Dan, who's one of the Wiki brothers. I'm like, hey, if you're going to be around, let me know. I'd like to pop by and say hi because I'm going to be at the Community Ice Center, which is their offices. He's like, oh, I'm going to be on the ice with you, taking oh. shots at you. I'm like, oh, awesome. So now I'm starting to feel better about it. Fast forward to Monday. Are you at the Kraken's ice? Like they're practicing? Yes. We're right. practicing on the same ice that the Kraken practice on. All right. Which was pretty cool. Yeah. So I'm driving now to Northgate. I'm literally a couple of exits away from Northgate. And I had this moment where I'm like, I should just turn around. Like this is like full on panic attack, Ted. Like full on. Why do I keep putting? And I had this moment. And I'll be as honest as I can be like about this. Like, I, I, I mean, look, I battle some. And things and thought to my yeah. head, like anybody in anxiety. And I don't usually dwell on that because I don't want to bump people up. But like, I legitimately had this moment where I'm like arguing myself, like, Steve, why do you constantly find things as hobbies that put you in the eyes of the public to scrutinize you for wrestling, music, hockey now with this? Like I'm our jobs, our, our jobs, of course, <laughs> being the biggest. <laughs> right. You're, you're absolutely right. I, I do nothing for fun. That doesn't involve somebody potentially being a troll and crapping on what I love to do from work yeah. to all of my hobbies. Uh, music. He's only, his band's only getting where they're getting because he's on the radio. Wrestling. He's only getting booked because he's on the radio. He's not very good. Like, I see these things. And, you know, and it sucks. And I'm like, so I'm having this like, almost breakdown. Like, I need to just stop doing all this. I'm sick. It's, it's bad for my mental well-being. I'm, I'm in a moment of like, just I'm shaking. I'm, I just got off the exit. I'm like, I should just go home. What, it, like, why do I do this to myself? And then I was just like, kind of like your thing. It's like, you'll be given an opportunity that you would like just die for. But, right. You, you have to do it. You have to do this. I'm having this argument with myself and I'm like, and F everybody that wants to crap on you. Like these are people that are like, they're not, they don't have the, 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 the courage to put themselves out there knowing that they're not that great at certain things, but still willing to put themselves out there, knowing that they're potentially going to be clowned on, but still do it because they give a crap. Like you can't let that, you can't let those people win. Like this is the argument that I'm having in my head. Dude, it's so intense. I'm like, all right, I'm going to get there. And if I get a bad vibe, I'm I'm turning around and leaving. Like now I'm at that point. Park, walk in and I'll get this guy by the name of Tyler. Oh man, I wish I knew it. Just met him there. But like, so I get there and I'm like a deer in headlights. Like, who do I talk to? I know it's going to be a here. Oh, Tyler Zetting. All right. So run into him. You'd love this dude. He's like, he'd fit in with all of us. You know, right. that kind of guy. Hockey guy, of course. He sees me. I see him. We've never met before. He goes, he sees me with my goalie gear. He's like, you here for the goalie tryouts? I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right, they moved the locker room. I'm like, we're going to be in this one, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, are you doing it too? He goes, yeah. I'm like, is this crazy? He goes, I'm freaking the F out. Yeah, this is insane. And, and he's like, I can't believe I'm even here. Like, and I'm like, me neither. And now we're like, 
bowing down and bonding over how both of us feel like we don't deserve this. And, he's yeah. a, and dude, I watched him. He's a phenomenal goalie. Like it's not like he did deserve to be there, but it was just so cool. And then I made another goalie. Oh, same thing. I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> like that, you know, because like everybody was basically uh, suggested to uh, the 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 team. Like that, there was someone that vouched for you. All right. And so then I find come to find out that not Bruckheimer, Heavy, and then John from NHL to Seattle all vouched for me. And that like that that's meant, awesome. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, it was like. End of the day, I don't even care how this tryout goes. That, to me, is a victory. You know what I mean? Like, that was pretty freaking cool. Then the tryouts happen. They have us do a couple little, like, drills, a couple little shooting drills. Do you warm up together, or do you just go through your own warm-up? We all warm up together. So, like, so Andrew Allen's the goalie coach for the Kraken. And right. he comes out with another guy that's part of the coaching staff, and it's like, this is insane. All of us goalies, a bunch of shooters ranging from college kids, junior hockey kids, to Jamie Huscroft, uh, Ross from the Donkeys because he works for the Kraken. My buddy, you know, yeah. Random people all there to do the shoot on us. And what they did is they set up four nets across ice as opposed to length of the ice. All so right. you could have two different scrimmage games going and you just keep cycling. All right. Before we did that, they did basic like skating just to see if like you could attack each Point, like certain points in front of the net. I guess I'm wondering, like, at slide. what point does does that switch go? Where now you're like, all right, like I'm I'm playing hockey. Like this is what I pretty much when the scrimmages started. All right, so you do the little warm up thing, and you do the shuffling thing, and here's where it gets kind of. I'm sorry, I'm going long winded on this. No, no, no. So I mean, I, I have a tried out for a professional team. So go ahead. So here's a crazy. So I go down, do all this stuff. After I'm done, they're like, okay, now we'll just have guys. They're going to shoot on you. They're going to shoot low pad. We want to see your rebound control. Shoot at you. See if you could suck up the puck. All right. Great. So right before that, I'm starting to skate. And I, I sometimes you just kind of like kick your legs up just to see, you know, just like well, just stretching your body. And I feel this tightness in my knee. So at some point during the stupid like sliding drill, I must have jacked my knee. Just tweaked your knee. And it was a knee that I was already kind of hurting. I think I wore it a little too hard on a leg day one time on like uh, those hamstring leg pulls. Yeah. And now I'm feeling a sharp pain in my knee and it's it hurts when I bend it. But I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Now, like, look, I'm not saying this is an excuse for why maybe I didn't perform well. This maybe was the reason why I didn't give, maybe gave up one more goal than I would have. Yeah. You know, it's not like a game changer. So it's definitely, I'm not trying to like, make this be like the reason why if I end up not being the emergency backup goalie is because of this knee. But it was a legit issue. But it didn't hurt that much when I would actually like go down and take shots. And in my head, I'm like, I have the potential of making my knee, injuring my knee more. And I was like, oh, F it. I'm like, I'm never going to get this opportunity again. Yeah, on that level, you got you to gotta just say, screw it. I was like, whatever's going on with this knee, if it's really bad, I'm going to have to get it fixed regardless. You right. know what I mean? If it's not that bad, maybe I made it a little bit worse. I'm willing, so I go through it all. The funny part is I go out there for the scrimmage part where they're now paying attention to how you play. I go in. I make a flurry of saves right off the get-go nice. to the point where all the boys that are like waiting to come in to skate or the other goalies all banging their tapping. I was going to say, yeah, tapping the oh. ice. I was like, yes. And I look over to see if Andrew Allen's watching. He's looking the other way. <laughs> like, you got to be kidding me. Another guy comes in, scores one right through my arm, kind of a weak goal. Look over. Of course, he's, he's watching. He's staring at you. I'm like, I'm done. It's over at this point. Let's just have fun. And I had a blast, dude. I got a good sweat in. 
ate a really uh, ate a double whopper afterwards. Oh, nice! Uh, I felt like I earned it. Did an interview with uh, Root Sports and uh, threw my wife under the bus in the interview, which was pretty awesome. I don't know if you heard it. I did not. Oh, I, I got. Uh, let me see. If I, I got the clip of it right here. Here, check it out. Well, earlier this week, the Kraken held oh, open Ross. tryout. Dude, how great is that? Ross was at the tryout. Yeah, Ross Fletcher's a legend. Love yeah, that dude. Sounders announcer. He's yeah. now doing stuff for the Kraken. Yeah, he's right. like their uh, in between periods guy. I still wish he was with the Sounders. Awesome dude. Yeah. For that position, offering an amateur that once in a million shot at the big time. Hi, I'm Steve Miggs, and uh, I work at 99.9 KISW, The Rock of Seattle. What would it mean to, to have that shot for oh. that maybe to come true? It would convince my wife to go to a game and watch me play hockey. She said, I'll finally watch you play hockey if that happens. I'm like, okay, it takes me playing in the pros for you to come and watch me play. Cool. It'd be insane. <laughs> you, man, I mean, you didn't roll her under that bus. You threw her under that bus. What would it mean to you? Personally, it wouldn't mean S. But maybe my lazy-ass wife would get off her ass and come to a game. And we're watching this during dinner. And that's when she looks at me. She says, she goes, really? I'm like, am I lying? She's like, not at all. Because she said that to me before I went for the trial. She's like, no, I know. But she's like, Steve, like, like Ross is setting you up for an easy softball question. Like, I grew up watching hockey. It would mean so much. And that's what everyone else said. They all had those answers, not me. Maybe my wife will come finally watch me play hockey. Ted, let's take a super quick break. We'll have to do a short and, break after that. Offense, I don't know that I can I can blame her for not watching public. Oh, me neither. The one time she came, the other team didn't have enough guys, so she had to watch us scrimmage and slosh her. Spent the entire time trying to get her drunk. Jesus. Right? She said, I'm never coming to a game again. No. Unless you go pro. All right, we're going to take a super quick break, and then we'll come back with the wide world of sports yeah. uh, when the mega catch returns. Ugh, seriously. Ted, Steve, shut the f*** up already. The Megacast will be back. signs on windows in strip malls for months. And now, almost overnight, they're popping up everywhere. It's another Halloween store. Sure, they used to sell staplers or fish sticks or some stupid hobby crap, but they went out of business. And now the owners of the buildings are desperate because the space hasn't been occupied in months. So now, for the next five weeks, they're selling zombie masks, black lights, and fog machines. Watch on your way home from work. Another Halloween store will pop up out of nowhere so freakish it's scary why are you listening to this crap i'd rather listen to kids bop over this the megacast is back To you by Smith Family Popcorn. Good people. Great popcorn. popcorn. 
funny. Every time I say that to people, if I wear my Smith Valley Popcorn shirt, they're like, is that really their catch? I'm like, yeah, it's it's on everything. And I, it's, ask, my, ask my friend Steve. He'll agree. They are good people, and they are great popcorn. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm going to start with this. Okay. I'm going to do my part. Seattle, I will just, because I feel like every time I bring it up and name them, something bad happens, so I'll just say, Ugh. baseball's exciting. My man. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it at that. We're halfway there. I almost bought it. I was thinking about buying a ticket. Then I was like, no. Like, I feel like I have jinxed that whatever team I'm talking about enough. Right. I, every time I brought him up on here. So I'm like, all right, baseball's fun. Enjoy it. I watched maybe like an inning last night. All right. I was like, you know what? They've been on a good run without me watching. And then I even like Sid's like, aren't you going to keep checking? Are you are going to go to bed before the game's over? I'm like, yes. Right now, every time I go to bed and wake up, good news happens. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what happened. First thing I wake up, grab my phone and check the score. And I'm like, Ugh. now oh, let's see. Come on. Sorry. Seahawks. <sighs> yeah. The first three weeks of the season are always a crapshoot. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I personally think it's a scheme issue. We need to figure out some stuff. Uh, you got to know who your personnel is and maybe change up your defense a little bit. Yeah. We don't uh, need to Pete, play flag football defense. Right. And I get it. <laughs> Pete, you know, Coach Carroll's like, ah, oh, this is what we've always done, this and that. Like, right, but we don't have the same guys. We don't have Earl Thomas, Richard Sherman, and, you know, uh, the rest of the Legion. We don't have Dan Quinn. We don't have Dan Quinn. That's a very good yeah. point. And then for offense, we just got to decide. Are we are we trying to run the ball? We got we to establish that early. Or are, we, are we letting people cook? So, But I, I still have faith. There's a lot of talent on that team. They'll get that ship right in. I think Jalen Hurts from the Philadelphia Eagles has the most important words of wisdom when it comes to losing a game and not performing well. Did you hear what he said? Oh, about taking a deuce and not... And I, take, I, I take responsibility for how this game went tonight. And I'm going to learn from it. We're going to be a better team from it. I believe that. I truly believe that. You know, you take your deuce. You don't, you don't sit there and look at it. You flush it and move on. We're going to flush it and move on. That's what the Seahawks need to do is flush it and move on. I always check if I'm at home. At work, because of the courtesy flush, I flush right away. But if I get him home, I'm checking that poop. I kind of do, too. Yeah. For no other reason than just because I want to marvel at what I created. Or just kind of check what's going on with the system. Not when I have beats, though, because I don't need that kind of fear happening. Jesus. Okay, uh, red lentils, right? <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> really? I get like I get those little Harvest Crisp snacks, and it's uh-huh. like one of them's like tomato, whatever, with like lentils. Uh-huh. And yeah, the next morning it's like, oh my god, I'm dying. Then it's like, wait a minute, we were eating all those. <laughs> uh, let's see. And then uh, Sounders are rolling. Watch that game Sunday night. Then the main thing is, hey, I don't know how people feel about college football, but Maryland's four and First time in a long time, we got number five Iowa coming to College Park Friday night. I'm gonna. I mean, we're going to do the show, do the happy hour, and then I'm going to get home nice. as quick as I can. I mean, that would be a massive win front. You know, we're we're When's right out game again. Uh, Friday night, five o'clock kickoff. Okay, number five on Fox Sports One. But yeah, number five Iowa coming to College Park. We're unranked right now, but we're just outside the top twenty-five. Do you think winning this will make them ranked? Oh, for sure. Nice. If if you knock off number five Iowa at home, like I, I think you you, you could What's argue you'd be almost top fifteen. Okay, I was but probably say, like I, yeah, you're at least top twenty. No, I was, I, and I'm like, oh yeah. Well, the most important thing is Seattle cracking preseason games, of course. All right. So right, I'll leave there with sports. I know somebody asked me the other day. They're like, 
uh, preseason games. Like, is that bad? And I go, look, I got to be honest with you. Until Sunday night, I had never seen preseason hockey in my life. Dude, I've been a lifelong hockey fan. I never watch preseason hockey. I'll maybe watch like a, a little bit here and there, but then I'm like, this is stupid. Like, they're not playing as hard or they're not playing the guys that you want to see. Yeah. Yeah, like spring training I've seen in yeah. person, which is awesome. NFL football preseasons, you end up watching it just because you're jonesing. And there's it's on the o- background. And there's only 17 of them a year. Right. But like sports like basketball, hockey, baseball, where there's so many. I mean, even Sounders. I don't really watch. I don't watch much of their pre. Or even Arsenal. I'm like, hey, it's pre- it's preseason. I don't. I'm only watching it because like there's a brand new team. So I'm trying to get familiar with the team as well. Yeah. So, and they're doing it. Roots, Root and Kong, they did a great job. Like, it was really cool. They did a whole piece about building the new arena and how they doubled the square footage by digging down. Yeah. Chris Daniels is up there in Canada, like, following him around. Yeah. I love that dude. Me too, man. I, I, he's a great follow on Twitter. Yeah. I've never met him in person. Yeah. Yeah. But all in all, like, it was just fun. Like, the first game was great because we had all of our main dudes playing and they're trying to build chemistry. And they performed like they should. They, they, they look good out there and they beat a team of guys that were trying to make the Vancouver Canucks. It wasn't like their starters. Next game, last night when we recorded this, so yeah, so Tuesday night, they played the Edmonton Oilers, who had like Connor McDavid and all their main dudes. They had all their main dudes. Their main starting goalie, all this. And we had a lot of like Luke Henneman, like guys that aren't really going to make the team, but they just want to see how they'll do. And like yeah. Giordano wasn't playing, Grubauer wasn't playing. And it showed, like we lost 6 yeah. nothing. And some people were like, what the hell happened to them? I'm like, don't worry. Like that was basically our our guys trying to make the team or make make some kind of impression on the coach, that was this game. And th- there was no chance they were going to win the game. No. But, so, yeah, they got the doors blown off. Oh, my gosh. It was still fun, though. It's, it's, it's surreal as all hell to see a Seattle hockey team. It is. Yeah. Yeah, and people are pumped. And I don't know if you saw the NHL's Twitter. <laughs> the whites look good. Oh, my gosh. I never laughed so hard. Because I saw them, like, I know exactly what they mean. It was like something like look at them in their fresh look at the look at the fresh whites, and they're talking about the, the Kraken's white. They're talking jerseys. about the sweaters, right? right? But it's just white dudes, right? And so if you read the quote tweets on the NHL's Twitter page, it's so funny. Yeah, people are nobody seems to be like legit. Like delete this. Everybody seems to be please don't delete this. the The comments are priceless. <laughs> That's what Twitter should be. Yeah, nobody's like getting all bent out of shape. But no. regardless, go Kraken. Go, go Maryland. Go team we won't say. You could say it. I'm just not going to say it. I'm not saying it either, man. I don't want to jinx it. This has been such a fun run. Yeah. Probably the most fun I've seen of watching that team since, it's like 2001. And that's right. That team's playing tonight. Sounders are playing tonight. Go Baltimore. I'll say go O's. Cousin Tom will be pumped. Yes. I, it is amazing that every, like, Seattle, everybody all of a sudden, there's like three cities that are like, we love the Orioles. Go Yankees. <laughs> Which is weird to say. It is. Yeah. And F those Red Sox. Yeah. And you know what? Also, F those A's. And that's all I'm going to say. All right. Uh, I don't know. I think that's it. Yeah. That's all I got. That's all I got, too. I got I got a poo, too. Oh, okay. make sure you check on it, you know, because, well, after all. I'll you flush take your it. Deuce, you, don't, you don't sit there and look at it. You flush it and move on. We're going to flush it and move on. You treat that deuce like the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> flush it and move on. Yes. Fly, poop, fly. Jalen Hurts quickly became my favorite non-Seahawk player for that <laughs> statement. I like that, dude. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at the Megacast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>